last week we were enjoying. What topic were we enjoying? Those of you who were there. Authority of God's word. Yes. And I'm very convinced for some of you who took time to, to be taught, to learn, to want to grow in the faith. The lessons that we embarked on, they are lessons that if you are a genuine child of God, who knows that to be a child of God is a journey, and you make up your mind to want to grow in the faith, those lessons would bring a change of life in you. Say amen. amen. When the Bible in Hebrews talks about being a double-edged sword, what that simply means is this. Whoever or whatever vessel God uses to deliver whatever must be delivered, if that vessel is sensitive, they will also be blessed. Say amen to that. Amen. I'm using that word to let you know that even me, when God is using me to share what comes out, I'll be very honest with you, much of what comes out is a revelation to me. Meaning to say it's not what I, I would have planned before to say I'm going to be saying this, 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 this. My job is to open my mouth, to allow God to speak. Say amen. amen. And as he speaks through this vessel, if this vessel is sensitive, it's also blessed. I'll give you an illustration which I gave to some of you who have been with me for a long time. There was an Anglican preacher, priest, many years ago in Uganda. This man used to preach. Preach. One day as he was ministering, Fortunately, he was ministering on the subject of being born again. As he was ministering, he got a conviction that after himself was not even born again. Meaning to say, as he was now allowing others to be born again, even himself was giving his life to Jesus. Amen. Why? The word of God is like a double-edged sword. So the teachings which I have been giving you on the authority of God's word. There are teachings that have blessed me. And I believe some of you here are also blessed. Yes. Now, I told you last week that we'll go a step further after looking at this word, which is called God's word. And we... We, we, we agreed and we, we learned to know that after all, if all of us can make up our mind and decide to look at this way the way it came out, we will discover that this word has authority if it's rightly used. This word has power if it's correctly 
used. Say amen to that. Amen. I think in conclusion, that's what we've established through the teachings that we are going on. That this word is not a mere word. This word has authority. And we saw from many examples. Some of the examples actually, are, they amazed me. They amazed me. And they reminded me of how it used to be in those days. That's why I began to practice them more. I even told myself, even when I'm praying, I tell God, God, from now onwards, I don't want to see anything that opposes, that co contradicts the authority of God's word. I'll go for it. Amen. Amen. Now, we shall go a step further, like I said, from looking at this word, having authority, to now zero down to a believer. Amen? Amen. To who? And I'll take you slowly and nicely during these sessions starting today to arrive at a stage where we shall know, we shall understand, we shall believe that if you are a genuine believer, there shall be evidence. Why? Because as a believer, you will not be talking of what you want. Say amen. amen. You will be talking about the word. This word we have come to conclude that after all, it has authority. <coughs> Say here. This word has authority. So if you are a believer, rightfully knowing the word, Allowing this word in your life, there shall be a difference. Amen. So, starting today, we are going to look at the subject called the believer's authority. Graduating from the authority of God's word. Now, we want to see this believer. Hallelujah. We've been excited. We want to see this believer. Who is supposed to believe in this word? This word which has authority. Whether this believer is genuine believer or is a fake believer. Because at the end of the day, this believer, if he or she believes that this is God's word and this word has authority, that must flow in that believer. You must be saying amen. amen. That must be seen in that believer. And that's how we are, I'm going to take you. It's a journey. But I believe huh, by the end of this subject, you'll be a different believer. Amen. You'll be a genuine believer. Amen. So the first three phases of what I'm going to share with you under the same will be the first one we are going to look at. God and his creation. Mark that. That's the first one. God and his creation. Meaning what? We want to see from God's perspective. Before we arrive at this believer, we want to see what has God said? What is in the mind of this 
believer who is who is his creation. Hallelujah. God and his creation. I believe all of us we know that a believer is part of his God's creation, isn't it? After there are two people, two kinds of people. The first one is a believer. Who is the next one? Huh? A non-believer. <laughs> There's no middle class. But I am neither a believer nor a non-believer. No middle class. So after this topic, you will know whether you are a believer or a non-believer. Praise the Lord. So when we look at God and his creation, like I said, first and foremost, we want to establish what did God say about his creation, who is supposed to be a believer or an unbeliever. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, we see in his creation what God was looking at, what God had in mind when he was creating this creation, who should be a believer to me and not an unbeliever. In verse 26, it comes out clear. He says, then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Two important words. The first one is, he says, I want this man to be in my image. We all know what an image is, isn't it? Yeah. What's an image? A picture or a structure, a reflection. So when you see a shadow, what comes to your mind? There must be an image somewhere, isn't it? So God, in his mind, he says, let us make this one in our image. So in short, when God was looking at you and me, he was actually looking at himself. Say amen to that. Hello? Please take that to be a very serious statement. He was actually looking at himself. That's why he said, let us make man in our image. And that image is an image of a spirit. If you go to John chapter 4, verse 23, just write it down. I just want to qualify something. We are doing exegesis. We are doing expository teaching. So expository teaching simply means you go deeper. <laughs> Hallelujah. You, you expose the scripture. In John chapter 4, verse 23, it says, But the hour is coming, and now is. Hallelujah. It says, when the true worshippers, say true worshippers. Not just worshippers, but what? True. true worshippers. True is not just a word put there. It means there could be worshippers, but not true. It says, when true worshippers worship the Father, it says, in spirit, and truth. For the fathers is seeking such to worship him. He says in spirit. And where? In truth. That's the image of God. Say amen. amen. Verse 24 says, God is what? Spirit. Is what? Ah. So if God is spirit, what image do you think he was looking at you? Spirit. From what kind of full perspective? 
Meaning he was looking at it from the spiritual perspective. Not from the flesh. Not from the physical. Are we together? Now I'm qualifying image so that you can understand. So that you can begin to look at yourself properly. That you are a spirit being. Hello? Originally you are what? A spirit being. Why? God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in what? In spirit and truth. Let's go back to John chapter, Genesis chapter 1. So he says, let us make man in our image. First thing. Secondly, he says, this image, this person whom we are making, he or she must be according to our likeness. Say likeness. likeness. What do you understand from that? When he talks about likeness, what comes to your mind? Likeness. Like father, like son. You have heard of that? Okay, what comes to your mind? Yes. That is what? Replica. Twins. Are you getting me? In other words, this, this creation in the eyes of God must be God. You didn't hear that? He or she must be who? Why should he or she be God? Why should this he or she be God? Huh? Ati? <laughs> but you're speaking like you're doubting. Okay, let's go to to Psalms 82, I'm now teaching you. To, we're exposing scripture. We're exposing teachings here. Expository teaching. So that when you understand this understanding that I'm teaching you now, when we go to, the, to who a believer is, you will not have a struggle. Because you know this is who I am. This is what I'm, I'm supposed to be. Now listen. In Psalms 82, verse 1, Beginning, listen to what he says. He says, God stands in the congregation of the mighty. Say, I'm the one. I am the one. Mm. Now, he goes further. He says, he judges among the gods. Among who? Ah, uh-uh, you didn't hear that. <laughs> among who? Say, this is who I am. I am. Are you catching something? I'm trying to qualify According to our likeness. There's a likeness you must get to know. In the likeness there is what you must be doing. In the likeness there is what you must be showing. It's not just, have you ever seen or seen how twins behave? Eh? You've seen how they behave. Let one be sick. What will happen now? That's a likeness. That's a likeness. Let me be quick to say this. You cannot call yourself a believer who has the likeness of God and you are doing the very opposite. (laughs) Now, I want to show you that after these teachings, you either behave like that priest. Anglican priest in, 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 in Anglican. 
who gave, who, gave, who gave his life to Jesus again? So you don't say me, I'm, a, I'm, non, I'm, I'm either a Christian nor a non-Christian. <laughs> you can't be. You, either you are a Christian or you are a non-Christian. A non-believer or a believer. And that's where we are going at this stage. I'm taking you slowly to that stage. Are we together? So God in his, I'm told you, I'm telling you that, I want you to zero down to say to know, what about this God and his creation? What did they have in mind? Did he just want to have a people just for the sake of people or there was something he had in mind? And whatever he had in mind is qualified in verse 26. Are we together? It's qualified in it, verse 26 of Genesis chapter 1. That's why he says, from the beginning, it was not so. You go to Matthew 19, when you're talking about divorce, Jesus told them that it was not so from the beginning. Meaning, whatever happens after, don't, don't magnify it, as long as it was not so from the beginning. Are you catching what I'm saying? Maybe you didn't hear what I said. When Jesus, in Matthew 19, he was being told, he was being asked, to say, Moses allowed others to divorce. Huh? Hear his answer. I want you to know what we, we are with encounter. We use scripture. We speak scripture. It says in verse 4, verse 3, the Pharisees also came to him, testing him, and saying to him, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for just any reason? <laughs> for, is it lawful? Because today divorce is like a common ground today. And for, even in the church, that's why it's sad. People look at divorce like it's one of the things you just go and buy and say, I've divorced you. Now listen to what Jesus said. And he answered and said to them, verse 4, Have you not read that he who made them at the beginning, who made them at what? At the beginning, made them male and female. Why do you talk about lesbian? Why do you talk about gayism? Was it there in the beginning? No. you. As long as it was not in the beginning, don't talk about it. Now, what the emphasis I'm bringing here is Jesus referring to the beginning. That whatever you see, if you want to, 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 to chonga it, if you want to tick it, refer it to the beginning. If it has no foundation from the beginning, it's man's imagination. Are you catching what I'm saying? There were ordinances and there were doctrines. Ordinances, Moses was allowed to bring ordinances. An ordinance is like a bylaw in the council. You know a bylaw in the council? Bylaws are laws which are established to suit a specific council. To address issues that affect that council, not the whole Zambia. It's a bylaw. Ordinances. So God may have allowed some ordinances, but whatever must stand the test of time, it must refer to doctrine, which is from the beginning. Can I hear it again? Amen. So Jesus was saying, have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female? And said, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what man 
what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. So he says, so then they are no longer working. So they say to him, why then did Moses command to give a certificate of divorce and put her away? And he said to them, listen to what he answered. And he said to them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, use the word hardness. He didn't tell them that it was lawful. Or it was what God wanted. No. He says, because of what? Your hardness. Permitted. He made an ordinance. A bylaw. You to divorce your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. Hear what he said. But from the beginning, it was not so. Period. Let's come back. Now. If you have to live a life that will carry this authority, catch it from the beginning, that what God said, what God dictated from the beginning, it must be so. So your life, in the likeness of what God wanted you to be, to do, so shall it be. Amen. I said, so shall it be. Amen. If you find somebody who claims to be a believer, and yet, look at what they do. Look at their hunger for God, nothing, zero. Look at their attendance, zero. Surely, which likeness is that? Which likeness is that? Which image is that? God says, come to church, that's when now you are busy doing your own things. And yet, if you read in, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 5, it says, do not neglect the habit of being together, coming to church together. But you, that's when you stay away. Hey, that's not the image of God. That's not the likeness of God. The likeness of God simply tells you that when it's time for things like this, this place was supposed to be full, if you don't know. This place was supposed to be full. But because we still have so many people who are not in the likeness, of God. That's why they're like this. I repeat, whatever God wanted this believer to be, it is summed up in verse 26 of Genesis chapter 1. If you can understand what I'm going to teach you today on this one, I'll tell you the truth. You'll be a blessing. Amen. You'll be a solution. You'll be a solution. I'll tell you the truth. You'll be a solution because you carry the mindset of God. You carry what God wants you to do. But the moment this Jesus, this God, is only a hearsay. <laughs> That's why I've, I reached a stage where some people, I, I stopped even being angry. When I see Nancy is not doing that, I just look at him or, or her, or I just say that. Because I have discovered to some, you wonder where they are born again. You want, I'm telling you, you wonder where they are born again. Oh, they are just religious people. In their attitude to so many things. So he says, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Now, let's go a step further now. Now, I want you to see what God, when you're talking about God and his creation, what God wanted to see in this believer. Well, I'm going to qualify believer at some point, not now. The 
he says, let them. Say let them. Let them. Do you understand what that means? He says, let them. Who are they? No, I don't want you to use believers now. Say, us who are in his image and likeness. Amen? Amen. Because that's what we just learned. We learned about what? His image and likeness. So you're going to use those two words first. Those who are in his image and his likeness. Now, let's see what you wanted them to have. Hello. Because if you're writing, that's what you must write. What he wanted them to have. What did he want them to have? Good. We are together. He says, let them have, meaning, let me just qualify that one. Meaning, as far as God is concerned, God has put period to what he's going to say. That whoever this one is, who is in my image, and who is according to my likeness, he says, this is what he or she is going to carry. Let's see. He says, let them have a dominion. They must have what? Sylvia, are you sure? They must have what? <laughs> Do you know what dominion is? When you have dominion, you dominate. I use a careless word. You are a bully. You bully, you bully your sickness comes, you bully it. Poverty comes, you bully it. Whatever, you bully it. Meaning it cannot rise above you. It cannot question you. Why? Let me give this question. Why do you think whatever this is should not question you? Why? Yes. Okay. As nothing can question God, so that image it is in you, you are just like. As long as you are in his image. As long as you are in his likeness. Ah, may they point a finger at you. They will be pointing at you. God. Do you think God can, can stand a foolishness of such? Now, I want you to know how powerful this image person, this likeness person is. He says, A, this one must have dominion. Meaning this person must be a king. Hello? <laughs> this one must have authority. This one must be, when you have dominion, meaning you are in charge. Are we together? You are what? In charge. That's dominion. You dominate. In history, we learned about Alexander the Great. You know what Alexander the Great did? He was conquering. He was conquering nations, places. That's why it was called Alexander the Great. <laughs> he was dominating. I pray for you. Said, so I pray for you. Amen. As you get this revelation, may that flow in you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, may sickness not trouble you anymore. Amen. May poverty not oppose you anymore. Amen. Get hold of your image. Get hold of what likeness you are supposed to be. Let them have dominion. Now, this dominion must be over. Must be where? It must be what? Over. Say over. over. You know what over is? <laughs> you can't have dominion and then you're under. 
when you have dominion, you must be over. Now let's see what are those overs. Over the fish of the sea, over the base of the air, and over the cattle. Over all, say all. All is all. Over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Every creepy thing. Creeping. Say amen. Say amen. This is this image. This is this likeness. Over this creation. God and his creation. Which now will zero down to believer. Will zero down to a Christian. In my teachings as we proceed, you will know whether you are a Christian or not. You will know whether you are a believer or not. That's why this topic is very interesting. Suffice to tell you that this is not something copied. It's what God has given me. All what I'm teaching you here is what God has given me. Not reading from a book. From what God has given me. Teach you. Now, let's see. Let's just finish there. It says, verse 27, So God created man in his own image. Who did he create? Man. Who did he create? Man. Is Chuma man? Amen. Is he a man? Amen. Is memory a man? Amen. Now, listen. Verse 27. So God created man in his own image. Say, in his own. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Male and female, he did what? He created them in his image. I love it. God and his creation. Meaning this creation God has in mind is a creation he and the she and her. To be what? To be according. To be in his image. Say amen. amen. So when it comes to authority, there is no female. Amen. Hello? Amen. There is no male. They are all males after all. So let's go further. 28. Then God blessed them. He did what? He blessed. Say I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Now, you can only say so if you are genuinely image, genuine likeness. Because I don't think a non-believer is blessed. Is a non blessed? Hello, is a non blessed? This one, whom we are talking about here, is the image of God. Is the likeness of God. Don't claim God is very unfair to me when you are not even a tither. Don't even come to church. Don't do things. Because you don't represent God. You don't do what God says. So, why should you blame him for you to be blessed? Hello? You're not a tither. You're not a giver. You're not somebody who, who, who practices what God says. You don't represent his image. You're not according to his likeness. And you want to claim me, God doesn't bless me. He can't bless you. He blesses those who are in his image according to his likeness. I hope you're catching something there. That's what the Bible in Proverbs says, the blessings of the Lord make it rich and addeth no sorrow. <laughs> Hello. Amen. 
So what you call blessing, uh, which is not of God, it only brings sorrow. <laughs> because it's not the wealth you have that tells you are blessed. It's not how you got those blessings, those wealth, that wealth. The blessings of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. Are you getting it? It what? Addeth no sorrow. Those are blessings of God. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why don't seek wealth. No matter how much you can earn anything. If, if you are not in the image of God, you are doing something wrong. You see, whatever you have, it brings pain. Brings pain to you. You are not enjoying it. Why? Check. There's something that does not constitute the image of God, the likeness of God. Listen to me. The children of Israel, they walked from Egypt. Same shoe. Hello. Forty years. It never get worn out. Why? The blessings of the Lord. Meaning you can have one jacket. When it's a blessing from God, it's like you, you, you have plenty. I'm telling you the truth. You can get a 500 quarter salary. If you are a tither, it's like you're getting 5,000. Those who are getting 20,000, it's like just one day the money is gone. Ah, but I had 20,000. Yes. The blessings of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. So when you see a lot of sorrow in what you have, ask yourself, there's something that is missing. Don't ever say, no, it's always like that. After everyone has got the same problems. Ah, you're not everyone. <laughs> you're not everyone. Are we together? Amen. You're not everyone. Why should they always steal your TV? Others leave their, TV, their homes open. Sims are blind to see it. You see, even when you've locked it, that's when they want TV to come in. Check. There's something that is not right. I hope you are, I'm, I'm sending a message here. So then God blessed them. And God said to them, this is what he said. This is what God is saying to those who are in his image. To those who are according to his likeness. He says, be fruitful. And do what? And Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the base of the air, and over every living thing. Did you hear what that means? Over what? Every living thing. Maybe that which that moves on the earth. And God said, see, I've given you every head that you seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit you seed, to you it shall be food for you, a food for food. Also, to every beast of the earth, to every bed of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life. It says, I've given every green herb for food, and it was so. Say amen. amen. Now, I've given you a picture of the kind of person we are going to look at as we zero down. Amen. Believers authority. Mark that. This is just a picture I'm giving you. Let's go to, let me take you to, again to 
Psalms 115. Psalms 115. Now, verse 16. Listen to this. Psalms 115, verse 16. Listen to this. It says, The heaven, even the heavens, hallelujah, Amen. are the Lord's. Therefore, who? The Therefore, who? The what are for the Lord? The now, listen. But the earth, say but. but. Where are we now? It says, But the earth, he has given. To the children of men. He has done what? Uh, say dominion. dominion. As long as you are on this planet. Just know it's yours. Hello. Amen. When you pray. Tell the tree. Tree you support me. You tree. Can you beat my enemies? Tell the soil. So open. That's why Moses was able to tell. Uh, what's his name? Korah. To say, if I'm a man of God, may this earth, may you die a different death. And the earth opened. Can you imagine? Why? Because you are in charge of the earth. You can say what you want. Listen to me. When Absalom rebelled against his father, listen. Do you know that it's, it's not man who killed Absalom? It's the, it's the, 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 the nature, nature. First, the donkey was riding. What did he do? It rejected him. <laughs> First, it what? It rejected him. He, then when it rejected him, the, the branch caught him. So he began to hang. Hallelujah. <laughs> Listen, I'm, what I'm showing you to show you that this earth, it belongs to you. Amen. But only if you are in his image, you are according to his likeness. That's when those things work for you. Amen. It's not hearsay. This has to do with you living and applying, accepting this is who I am. Accepting this who I am. So it says, but the earth he has given to the children of men. But the earth he has given to who? I want to leave you on that footnote. Next week, we'll pick it from there. We haven't finished the first part. Because I wrote more on verse 26 to 30. Because it was very important. The rest are easy. They're a bit of a flaw. But I end you to know that in the eyes of God, to this one who is in his image, to this one who is according to his likeness, he says, the earth I've given you. To do what? To dominate. When you catch that and you run with it, the earth will salute you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Pick it from there. Go and reflect on what I've shared with you this afternoon or evening to see how important you are in the eyes of God. That you are not cheap. You are a God. Hello? Amen. Let me ask you, where do you think you are a God? In which angle are you a God? Where do you think you are a God? God is the spirit. Come again? God is the spirit. Very good. You are a God because God is the spirit. 
And that's where your Godship, if I may use this word, is likened. It's because you are in the spirit, you are a spirit being. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Outside being a spirit, you are a king. Because kings are in the flesh. Hallelujah. Amen. When you become a God, just know that you graduate from the flesh to the spirit. Hello? Amen. Hello? Amen. Have you learned something? Are you sure you've learned something? Amen. Rise up and begin to thank God for today.